hello, hello. Welcome to Life with the Girlfriends with Christine, Marie, and Julie. Hey, Mama. Hello there. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening. However you are. I'm covering all my bases. I'm glad you are. Yeah. There is nothing like covering your bases. I love the fact that it just came to me. Like baseball, you you cover your bases so that, you know, you're protecting yourself. Mm -hmm. But then like... If you know, if you get to first base, that means something different. Mm. <laughs> Second and third, and I'm wondering now, like, do kids even have sport analogies for that kind of stuff? Like, when do do teenagers talk about? Oh, I got to first base yesterday, mm-hmm. and does it mean the same thing? Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna tell you something. I have no idea about that generation. <laughs> I do. I don't not. either. I, I I really they are they are very different. Than you and me. Well, and I, I might have talked about this last time. And I don't know if I did or not. But I was listening to Jordan Peterson, and he had mentioned that the problem with what's going on is that the that our uh, he's talking, he was interviewing Ben or Ben, ben Weinstein. Weinstein. Yes, not about vaccinations. I hadn't gotten that far because I know that you know. So is Jordan Peterson and Ben Weinstein? Yes. Very interesting Jordan combination. And his wife, I think his wife or his business Girlfriend partner. I don't know. Slash who, business yeah. partner. I don't know. Um, uh, and anyway, they talked about the problem we have right now is that our instincts are typically wrong because you are you, the, the, the world that you are born into is no longer the world that you live in. That's for And no sure. matter how old you are, yeah. you know, the world is changing so completely fast mm-hmm. that the world that you are born into, that you learned all your instincts. Right. I mean, you think about it. Yes. We know I was, I was at uh, Walmart pharmacy and waiting in line and I saw parents um, and their father was holding their little like oh six seven month old. He wasn't crawling yet, I don't think. But you know, but 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 like to sit up and be active. Mm-hmm. And you know how like you parents will hold the baby outward, like to see the world. Yeah. And so he's holding the child outward, outward, and the baby had a phone in its hand, and just had the phone. And somehow, when the dad was moving the baby, the phone would move back and forth like a video game of some sort. But this baby could not be. Mesmerized. mesmerized yeah and i'm like oh it oh. knows already okay and the thing when i realized is that because my nieces they knew how to swipe right and swipe left and hit the buttons way before right you know right. before anything because yeah. they they're like yeah we know how yeah. to do this um this child's growing up in an age where it just is intuitive right you know something and so well, it's already a part of him it's already a part it's of it's already in his hand exactly well i think you know you and I need probably two more people in this podcast, you know, yes. younger than us, so I that we could have a bigger discussion. Because we, I mean, I have no idea. I was just trying to teach Norm, you know, speaking about different generations. Yes. <laughs> I'm still trying to teach him the computer. Yes. And every day, I have, we, you know, I try to have a lesson, but every day it's as if we've never, ex- he's, it's never been experienced. Yes. He's never. You know, and so when he does, what I've noticed is that he assumes that it's a hostile enemy. Yes, he doesn't. He doesn't assume that it's on his side, that it's intuitive, try, intuitively trying to help him. He is. He is. He thinks as soon as he gets it close to him, it's a war game. Yes, you know, it's against him. Well, that's a very interesting point, and maybe that's yeah. his. That's how he grew up. Well, that it's gonna it's a competitive thing. If I've got a game in my hand or something techie, it's gonna it's, oh, it provides for me some kind of a, a game in which 
I must, you know, it'll it'll either beat me or I'll beat it. And the truth is, I only want to beat him. Right. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, no, I walked in and I'm like, I thought to myself, oh, I will try to diffuse the energy. No, I didn't think that at all. I just didn't care. I knew Actually, you should have just backed out. I didn't even care because yeah. I knew what was going on. Dad, yeah. you had hit your level with Norm, yeah. or Dad, because yeah. he was learning the computer. Yeah. And I'm like, there, there is just a point where you're going, it's not worth it. Yeah. Like, Norm, you could live your, you've lived this long and have enjoyed your life without knowing this stuff. Um, you can go the rest of your life without really. I don't want to. Do you want to grant him that? That do you want to grant him that though? See, I, I mean, what if it was an emergency? I, I mean, I don't know a computer emergency, but I mean, wouldn't hmm. it be nice if he knew how to n- 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 navigate it? You know, and well, negotiate I mean, it. Yes, I, I, and I. Yes, it would be. I know. Here's the thing, though. I can remember my dad trying to t- teach me how to drive. Right, and he had a extremely short fuse with me Mm -hmm. and it was funny because we had one of those cars that you had to push a button to make it go in reverse oh no i didn't know that no i was i was teaching getting learned you know getting taught on and uh we we were backing up we were we were supposed to back up and he was saying okay let's get out of here because i think i accidentally bumped the front car right we were in a parking lot and I accidentally bumped the car in front of me, and he was like, "Let's let's get scram, let's get the you know f out of here, let's back up." And and and, I, and he said, "You know, hit it." And I didn't put the button in, and I hit the car even more, you know. And like he like you know he's like ah yeah totally freaked yeah, out. Yeah, listen, your father had a short and, fuse on a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things. And but there was never, when I grew up, you know, driving school, what's that? Yeah. You know. Your you, parents. Your parents taught you how to yeah, drive. Yeah. Or, like, you, luckily, my boyfriend cre- did yeah, after that. Or, that. or you created lots of negative memories with your parents yeah. during that time. Uh, That's why driving schools existed, because at some point, parents and children are like, there's got to be a better way. There has to there's be. There's got to be yeah. a better I way. I never, I don't, now, you know, I, th- I was grateful that you guys... Did you guys know you guys always knew how to drive? Well, no. We always did know how to drive yeah. because you were teaching us at nine. Because you've always felt in an emergency, you should know how to drive. Yeah. But we still had to clock in the hours yeah. with a professional. Yeah. And I took it with, um, yeah. not with a school, but with a company. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And the first thing, the company, I think you met the, t- the guy and you go, oh, she already knows how to drive. She's been driving since she's like nine or ten. Yeah. And like, oh. Well, she's got a lot of bad habits then. Like, That's okay. what he said. I know. I'm like that. I'm like, all right, no worries, dude. We will validate your career. I get yeah, you. I, You're important. Yeah. I understand. That's I fine. I think Greg probably knew eight or nine as well. Oh, sure. Because I'm, I'm sure when you started teaching me, he was just right there, and he was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll just sit up in the seat, touch the pedals. <laughs> but it was interesting because you always said you just never know. You want to be prepared, and that's the that's same thing you, I feel with a computer. Yeah, and also too, like honestly, I'm I am cr- crazily misunderstanding this this lower generation, this younger generation. Yes, I, and I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I I would have you know I'm intuitive, right? Yeah, you are. I'm intuitive, channel, et cetera, et cetera. Um. But I can remember, you know, just a few years ago going, who would buy their groceries, you know, and have it delivered and, and have people tell you what you what you should eat that night and yeah. how you should make it. And then I was like, and what? Yeah, who would who would want their clothes delivered in the mail and have somebody pick out 
your style and stuff like that. And, yeah. And, and it's like, oh my God. And who would oh want a God. new virtual currency that like, it means nothing, you can't hold it, and it has no real value, just what somebody tells you it has value. Yeah. That just seems ridiculous. Yeah. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I'm not a millionaire. I am a millionaire. I'm not a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm not a millionaire. Yeah, well, I'm I remember talking to I'm not like a early 30-year-olds, you uh-huh. know, uh-huh. saying, does being a millionaire to you guys mean anything? Or is it the next level up a yeah, billionaire? You have to be a billionaire. And it goes, oh yeah, millionaires mean, mean nothing. Mean nothing. It's, you got to be yeah. a billionaire. And, and will, are you afraid of getting HIV? Like, no. Why would, I get, why would I get? Why would I be afraid of getting HIV? I yeah. just take a pill the rest of my life. And I'm not detectable. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys live in a totally different world than I did. <laughs> I w- we were afraid to go to the dentist when I was a young kid. You know, I you mean, could get HIV. Yes, and then <laughs> die six months to a year later. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. It was. And and here's the thing: the younger generation has the coronavirus, and I'm not saying so. So does everybody else, and so does everybody else, yeah. unfortunately. But yeah. in their memory, it's the coronavirus. It's a lot softer than what we had. Yeah, everything's softer for these kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's true. It's more well, global. It affects the world. Yeah, because your tribe now is global tribe. Yeah, but it's a lot softer. The edges are softer. I was watching Judge. Steve Harvey. Okay. And honestly, is he, is, does he have, is he a, a, a real judge? An Esquire? No. You know? Okay. No, no, no. no. Okay. But he plays one on TV. Hello. I and, like that. And everybody agrees to play by his rules. And it's actually not a bad show, okay. honestly, if you have nothing to do. And okay. it's actually a cute show. But uh, anyway, and also, too, the, the, the two people that they bring in front of him, uh-huh. he holds court. Um, it, it, it has a, because it's a, you know, an actual show on NBC or something. I mean, it has like, you know, it fosters camaraderie. In other words, it's always been the, you either it's two old friends, a father and son, siblings, you know, so they try to get the people back together again. And obviously they, whatever who's suing, they get paid for what to do. Yeah. So blah, blah, blah. But this one father was suing his son because, um, the his the, the father and the family moved from i think it was ohio to california and the son was in college and he was on a football scholarship or something and he quit quit, quit college and came over to california and moved in in a, to a room with with uh, them and so they they said look we we you know we got kids here with everything he said we can give you this room other our other kids will move in but we want 200 dollars a month from you yeah and uh he seems never reasonable it seems very reasonable you know and he, cause he quit college and he yeah. had a job and and uh but he he racked bucks a week. up about 4800 dollars of rent oh and the father just had had it because the, he showed pictures of the kid's room, and it was a pigsty. Okay. And it was truly a pigsty. Yeah. And um, he's like, like he's like, he's suing me, and he goes, and I got a girlfriend, and, you know, my, I get a call, my girlfriend wants to come over, and I now I can't have company because my room's a mess. And, uh, and, the, and he, the kid was actually quite darling. Yeah. And... Uh, and then come to find out a little bit deeper, he left college because he knew that he could, rather than, you know, hurt his body or get that brain injury, he could be an influencer. Oh. And he was, he had a little thing called more than football. Uh-huh. That was his Instagram thing or whatever. And he would give little snippets of, uh, 
you need to go out there and believe people. Believe in yourself. <laughs> and you can do it. Come on. Yeah. And he was an encourager. Yeah. And he was actually making a few bucks on the thing. Yeah. And he was like hoping to to bring in more. But, you know, here he was as believe you can do it. You can. And his room was a pigsty. Yeah. You know. And, uh, but they don't, that generation, that young, I mean, they, they did not see, he did not see his mess. He only saw that he could work by just holding up the camera or whatever, the phone, mm-hmm. his device. Right. In the right light. Yep. Crack that little cute smile of his and say something see? positive. Yeah. And, and at some point he was going to, I don't know what. Yeah. But. But well, I, I, I don't know what happens after that. I don't know either. Or, and and I if, don't know so, the if, skill involved. Yeah, what is a skill? Because I go like, well, because what you do is you start seeing other influencers who are supposedly making tons of money. But he like had going, four million followers. And he's still living in his daddy's, yeah, bedroom or whatever. The bedroom is. in the father's house. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this is a problem then because yeah. how many followers do you really need that to produce an income? It's scary. You need the. I mean, it was the first the size of like uh, Romania or something. Yeah. But now I think it's uh, the Ukraine. Oh, okay. Maybe got it. Russia. Maybe Russia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. So well, it's just a really weird world. Out it there. is a weird. And, and weird sometimes world. then what happens is you want to if you're not. You want to retreat back into concrete things. I want to retreat back into the womb. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't let you know that that womb's gone yeah. to, the, to heaven. <laughs> you know what, though? I was watching. I couldn't sleep last night or mm-hmm. maybe it was early this morning. Mm-hmm. And so I turned on the TV and I turned on 114 because usually what puts me back to sleep is the old uh, Kardashians. Oh, yeah. They just play and play. Yeah. But this was a botched. Oh, goodness and, gracious. And uh, this this 50-year-old man came in with his wife, and he was looking to get his nose fixed. Okay. And he had, this, it was really, the story he told was that in while his mother was pregnant with him, another child or something kicked the womb. Oh, you know, kicked the something and, and broke his nose. And it came out, he came out with a broken nose, and he had had like 16 surgeries, oh. be, you know, f- the first one being like five years old. Oh, my gosh. And so he was trying to get some help for this, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty, it looked pretty bad. Yeah. It was just bad looking. And um, at the end of everything, the doctor, I don't know what his name is, Dr. Nasal, uh, let's just say that, because he's a nose doctor, um, said... I don't think this is a story. Oh nose, mom. Yeah, I think this this the story of your brother kicking your mom in the stomach. He goes, "This is a congenital birth defect that you have." <laughs> and the guy goes, oh, "He starts crying. Oh my god! He starts just bawling." And the everybody's like, "What's, what, what's wrong?" He goes, "I've been told this story my whole entire life." Now it just changes. I'm 50 years old, and I gotta think that this is a congenital birth. He goes, well, it can't be fixed. Don't worry about it. I'm just saying this is not a kick in the belly. He goes, this is a this I is was, an actual thank you congenital for birth defect. Because I just it's called da 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 da. da you yeah, know? that's thank you for saying that. Because in my mind, I'm going. I thought like the womb was like a really protective place. It just seems weird that a kid could kick a mom in the stomach and and he break his nose, break the, the baby's nose. Yeah. It just seems horrible. Yeah, but thank God. Okay, and yeah. he was devastated. Or he mostly what happened? Lot. His yeah. brain. Yes, that's what it was. Had to be rewired exactly, and he shut down. Yeah. Now let's, that's exactly what happened. I had a moment like that this week. 
I had a huge moment like that where I had hit my level of frustration and I thought I was losing touch with reality. So let's set it up. You and I walk into your bedroom and you and dad are together in bed Mm -hmm. um, watching TV and you're um, being you're you're in a good mood. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why either. (laughs) But you say to me, do you remember what you said to me? I said, um, hey, Julie, um, say something about do you have you seen the up dog? I go, have you seen the up dog? And so I said, I go, and I, I, I said, okay, say it again. Have you seen the up dog? And she's, you're like, okay, okay, say it again slower. Have you seen the up dog, Julie? I go, I go, okay, I'm so sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. I completely am not understanding you right now. And you're like scared. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. I'm not understanding you. And then you said, you're supposed to say, what's up, doc? No, it's no. dog. Oh, what's up, dog? Yeah. Okay. And I was supposed to say, nothing. What's up with you? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Got it. You, Yeah, but you, you wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go there. Like, I thought I was losing yeah. touch with reality. Yeah, the, it was. A, I would have loved to have taken the picture of your face because it was good. I, oh, yeah. Cause it was a totally natural yeah, thing. it was natural. I had asked you to repeat it several yeah. times slower yeah. and slower. And then I realized I was... Like you were, I was making you like suffer, you know. And yeah. I didn't do that. And so I liked how you allowed the suffering to go on for about Just a minute a or two. Just a little bit. And then you're like, enough's enough. It's no longer fun for me. And then I said, what, you know, you know, what's, what's the, you know, hey, have you seen the busway? And I go, I go, what's a busway? <laughs> I go, it depends on how many people are in it. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. That's yeah. brilliant. Good for you. So yeah. So what? Uh, but I've had those moments before where you literally are not hearing or understanding or, concept- mm-hmm. or conceptualizing what they yeah. say. Yeah. And I-, I will go back as far as um, I had I had some uh, friends in high school and we kind of broke up uh, badly, tragically. Yeah. I, I, that wasn't very tragic. It was like, <laughs> yeah, great, awesome. Yeah. But it was not like, oh, we just lost contact. Right. It was more like... It was a, it was a fight. It was a fight, yeah. yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm done, no problem. Yeah. And uh, um, several years later, I would say five or six years later, I get a... Maybe even maybe longer. Maybe longer. Yeah, I get yeah. a call from one of them. Uh-huh. And very nice call. Uh-huh. And we had a nice talk. I cannot tell you now. It was only about was, 10 minutes long. And she wanted, you know, and she's like, I go, uh, she wanted to give me her address and phone number. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, great. I go, and literally, I remember her telling me, it, mm-hmm. I actually had to re- have her repeat it three or four times. Yeah. And when it was over, I couldn't find, the conversation was over. I don't know where I wrote that number and address at. Right. It was like literally yeah. gone from my consciousness and my environment. Yeah. Yeah. So my feeling is, was that me who shut that brain down is like, because uh-huh. it was a, it was not an, 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 an ugly conversation. No, not at all. It was a nice conversation. And, but- and I, I was privy to that conversation. I was, we were together when you, when she called. Were well, you? Uh, yeah. Are you sure? And Cause I feel like I was upstairs in my You're talking about Shannon, room. right? Yeah. I feel yeah. like I was upstairs in my room when that happened. Well, I, I remember being there. Oh, okay. That's and wild. And then also too, and then I want to talk about another time when this would, uh, Carla, Yes. And then the, it wasn't as, she was an employee of ours. And uh, she, well, let's not talk about the circumstances. 
Right. But, but as you know, she, we had to fire her. And then I think like five or six years later, she called you up. Yes. And wanted the same thing, you know, wanted to apologize and stuff. And, and you had literally no recollection of any of it. Of any of it. I go, she, yeah. you go, Carla called and, you know, she wanted to apologize and all this stuff. And I don't know, but you had no recollection. And I think, I'll tell you why I think it, this is okay. Yeah. Because those two calls, in, in a way, if, if they are working a program of some sort. Oh, sure, 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 sure. They, they in, in, a, in a certain step number, Hello, you're it right. is their, their, their job yeah. is to go back and to sort of make amends right. with people they've hurt. Yeah. And in some ways, it's more about them. It's more about them. Than it is you. Yeah. And for you just to hold the energy yeah. for just that moment while they have to do their thing is fine. Right. I and don't I, think that you, do you have think to remember. That, that's my, my, I, I appreciate that. That's that would have been lovely. Take on that it. would have been lovely if that was the case. I would have liked to have known that, I think, than just a, like, hey, hi, I'm working in this program. I, my, and I'm like, oh, okay, I can be here for you that. But, mm-hmm. and I, I think if I would have had a little more context, I would have been able to be present for both those conversations more. Mm-hmm. Or, that's, you know what? That's true. And, and, because and, I'm, I've, I know about those programs. Yeah, and if people are listening that need to do a step and make amends, maybe you can tell the person yeah. that you're doing it to that this is a program I'm on, you know, very briefly. And not to worry, you know, don't think that I'm trying to right. be your friend again. Right. Whatever, exactly. You know. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, very interesting, though. But so I, I know how the brain kind of works and shuts down a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like with Norm and teaching him new stuff, mm-hmm. I, there is a point where you go, it's good for him to know and good for him to be trained. And there's a point where, like, I, I might not be the one that does it. Right. I may have to hire a teacher. <laughs> well, also, too, it does in I, – I have noticed this, okay? There is – some grace involved with Norm. Yes. In the world, mm-hmm. because oh, he has in his world, grace. yeah, oh, I love it. In the world, he um, is usually the oldest person in his environment. Yeah. In all the environments right. that he's in. Right. And I think that the people cut him, um, whoever he's around, cut him a lot of slack because of that. Right. That's just my feeling. Mm-hmm. Or if they're not cutting him slack, they're just like, disregard, go to someone else that can actually do something. Yes. I mean, it's not that like, oh, I want to cut him some slack because right. he's an older person. Right. I think it's just like, mm, let's go to the next person. Like, right. You know, let's go to, let's call Julie. Right. You know, or something like that. Yeah. So in a way, it's not a bad scheme. Right. We, we, we put Norm out there and, and then everybody's like. Oh, let, let's just let, let's give this guy a pass. Yeah, and, you know, and, and it, you know, it's like he's a pretty face, and people like like, oh, okay, no worries. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. And that works for him. I'm proud of him. Yeah, it's not work for me. Doesn't my, work for you. Does not. No. no, it works for you too. By the way, you, I know you've had a very graced life and charmed life. Oh yeah. <laughs> You've had, a, you've had a life full of grace. Yes. Okay. Yes. Charmed. You're like, that charmed ended when I got knocked up with you, Julie. <laughs> I'm like, that's true. It How did. charming. Yeah, you are charming now. You, you, I've seen you work your charming magic on yes. people. And I'm yes. like, oh, yeah, that was charming. Yeah. Good job, Mommy. Good job. Um, you know, yeah, it's interesting because I was listening to uh, 
we listen to Abraham Hicks a lot lately because uh-huh. they've got this podcast and it's like literally uh-huh. a little bit of little tidbits. snippets, snippets. Yeah, so it's which good. I like. And um, don't fence me in for like fifteen minutes. Don't want that. Mm-hmm. That's no. not Mama today. Unless you're listening to our podcast, and then please enjoy it. <clears throat> please enjoy as much as you want. And it's funny because I was thinking about what I want to talk about today, and everything has just vanished from my head. Me too. You know. Me too. Uh, but I was thinking about this idea. Oh, I know where it was. Here's a thought. Okay, we watched this movie several weeks ago on Netflix about um, uh, Endless, where the peop- these this these two brothers were in a cult, and they go back to the to the cult, oh the ranch. yes God yes okay and it's called Endless I think and and the reason why is that everybody in this ranch is has their own specific time loop yes and you can't and if you get stuck. In the in the area mm-hmm. when the time god resets itself, you're mm-hmm. there for life, mm-hmm. and it's not fun. So, but one thing, one of the people who are stuck in this loop said that stuck with me is this idea that you're supposed to live long enough to to be healthy and to live long enough to become the person you want to be. And I thought, oh, that's an interesting thing. Yes. Because, um, and then like I was watching my, one of my favorite shows I can watch over and over again, which is Elementary. I don't know why I fell in love with that show. I never watched it when it was on regular TV. Mm-hmm. But now that it's on reruns, I record it and I can watch it. And I'm like, oh, this puts me to sleep. It's calm. It's like, it's about murder with no real violence. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. Like mm-hmm. you never see anything really done. I mean, it's just perfect. Um. But what I was going to say is that in the episode that I was watching, it, um, in Endless, uh, no, in Elementary, oh, okay. there was this contest of this one company saying, if you can double the lifespan of a rat, we'll give you eight or five million dollars. Mm-hmm. And I guess a lifespan is like the rats only live to be four years. So if you can double that lifespan to eight years, mm. that would be, you know, we can give you the, to, to mm-hmm. keep going on your research and so mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the people that were totally against it were like bloggers and trollers saying this is not in God's natural state to increase our lifespan. Mm. Now, here's my thread because this is how it, my brain hasn't working lately. Mm-hmm. Today, you talked to me about how um, I, we were talking about Kenneth Copeland uh-huh. and how he is literally on every streaming device possible, known uh-huh. to man uh-huh. <laughs> and to God. Right. And, he, and you said because it is his goal that he uh-huh. must be, that every person must have, be able to listen to the word of God. Right. I'm like, oh, interesting. And then I, because th- then in his mind, Christ doesn't come back until everybody has the opportunity to listen to hear God. And I'm like, oh, so in some ways you may think that extending your life is against nature, Mm -hmm. but the truth is extending your life could mean that you are able to become the the person you are meant to be, which to me means we all are striving to be more kinder, more full of love and um, to feel connected to source immediately Mm -hmm. because if we feel connected to source immediately Mm -hmm. we don't act out we don't behave in weird ways we don't have to satisfy Mm -hmm. cravings with with alcohol drugs or shopping you know or food like i like to do (laughs) all those things Mm -hmm. you know it's like oh okay so well you know what having an extra like first off if i know many many people in my family 
who are in their 90s and have made it just to that, almost to the 100, 100 mark. Mm-hmm. Not there. I think one of your uncles passed away when he was 99. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's not, I don't hear people passing away at 105, 107. Mm-hmm. It literally is that Betty White age mm-hmm. of not mm-hmm. yet to 100. Mm-hmm. And I, Now, but we're programming ourselves to live to 120. Mm-hmm. With a lot of God's grace and whatever, mm-hmm. and um, and it's funny. I we talk about God a lot, but if you read our screenplay, you'd be like, "These girls are crazy." <laughs> I'm like, "That's right. <laughs> we don't exclude anything. We well, we believe in, we believe in redemption. I and that that is a human story, right? <laughs> yes, the human story is always about redemption yes. and transformation. And I love it, I love a flawed character. Hell yeah, because. I am one. I am too. <laughs> you know. Exactly. And so however flawed you can be and and flaws are funny. Yeah, and- I mean one of our characters if we're I shouldn't say what what one of our characters is, he's a he's a young man in his early 20s because we understand that that brain. Yeah, right, right. And uh he has a severe porn addiction, um not just to normal porn. No. He his addiction is to Mima Mima porn. Mima porn. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, his favorite website is www.mimasmammaries.com. <laughs> so you, you are, you're part of a writing group and you're, you're on the older side of the group, group, I would say, right? <laughs> now, this is not just a normal writing group. This is a Christian writing group. I know. Okay. No. And, and so what Christians have heard of memories. Yes, they have. <laughs> but I like it because like you guys have talked about swearing and like, is it appropriate to swear? Right. And I'm like, yes. And this one gentleman said, the only thing I don't want to put in my screenplay is take the Lord's name in vain. Right. All the other Carlin words are totally on the table, uh-huh. but not that one, right. <laughs> you know? Right. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so I like that because the bigger conceptual idea is just redemption. Right. And if, however that looks. Yeah. And, and, and uh, even if the audience leaves going, man, that, that guy should have died. Yeah. Why did <laughs> that guy die? Uh, he needed to have redemption. <laughs> yeah. He needed I mean, redemption. It's, it's, and a lot of times it's not necessary even... It's nice if the character does, yeah. But it, it's nicer if the audience feels it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's right. <clears throat> it's nice if the audience feels it. And that's yeah. all they have to see because yeah. the truth is the audience is privy to more stuff than the character is. Hundred percent. But they're not privy to the character's internal dialogue. One of the one of the uh, really cute guys in my class said to me, he said, you know. I read a quote from Tarantino, and he said it's really changed my my life. And I go, well, tell it to me. Yeah, and uh, and I love it. He goes, Tarantino once said, "I am the conductor. I am the conductor of my orchestra. I will decide what emotions to bring up." In the oh, audience, you know? and it was interesting. like, yeah, it was, it was like, yeah, Mister Toad's wild ride now. You know, well, it's interesting because I can say that I have enjoyed most of Tarantino's movies. There's a couple that I I'm like I'm not there for you know and Same well one. um I mean I can only I I only remember like one or two of his movies yeah no um uh, Django Unchained I never saw that I don't okay think. good well because there's a couple of scenes I'm very uncomfortable with uh-huh. now I actually had to close my eyes I thought in the theater uh-huh. and um I had to close my eyes so I don't know how the scene really played out uh-huh. but there was because um. There is one scene, if I'm not mistaken, where 
um, a man is tied up and like is quartered. Mm. And I got it. And yeah. I remember being a little kid, and for some reason, this is how Braveheart. You, no, you told me this story about quartering. Like, like this is how you know. I don't know where you thought it was great to tell five year olds <laughs> about how medieval people tortured people are. Like, if you if you were a bad kid, your yeah. parents may decide to throw you away, <laughs> but they would do it in a weird way, like quarter you. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. They tie an arm to. And a leg one horse to four different horses yeah <laughs> and that's how they oh i know how it was this is how i got this is now i know your stream of consciousness now yeah okay now you're figuring me out i'm like mom why do they call those horses quarter horses that's what you said that's and right. then that's how the and i as a little kid go mama why do they call those horses quarter horses <laughs> and I'm like oh honey i know the answer to that i go you do yeah because back in the day in medieval time hundreds and hundreds of years ago if you were a bad person and you stole a loaf of bread they would take four horses and they would put a quarter of your body tied to each horse and they would tell and they hit the horses on the butt and they would go and i go that was quite the visual for a young child just to let you know i not as it wasn't as a that visual stayed with me just as long as the exorcist stayed with me when you took greg and i and your brother steve to the drive-in to see the exorcist on the big screen i think i was four um you know but i think you you were you were kind enough you said kids cover your you know cover your eyes yeah (laughs) They're spewing out green pea soup. <laughs> and so once in a while, I will touch that. I'm like going, maybe, you know, my, maybe my, it may, wasn't such a great idea. <laughs> and then I go, oh, wait a minute. My parents were in their 20s. I go, oh, I'm watching this shit that's going on on reality TV. Like people in their 20s. Yeah. I am lucky I am alive. <laughs> I am lucky I'm alive. And I'm like, oh, this was, they actually were tame compared <laughs> we to were. what's going on now. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Good, 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 But good. you know what though? I, I really had to enjoy you guys. Yes. And that helped. I, it I helped could us. create, you know, I always the say, quarter horse stories. Yes. I always say that, the, that it, all kids want is they want to know their parents like them. And yeah. not just love. Yeah. But that they like them. I liked you a and lot. And I think you guys, I, yeah. I really believe that you liked me and Greg a lot. Oh, yeah. And that was, that was that always You guys were good. always up for anything. We we were. Who knows what how, what you talked about behind our backs. What you hear in front of you is what we say behind you. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. Because basically, I will tell you everything I'm disdained with. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Jeez, mom. How could I have come up with this behavior or this belief? Maybe it's time to let this belief go. No. <laughs> it's nice, though, to have a relationship where we're adults we get to just talk freely yeah that's nice i appreciate that also too i'm i am in general i'll say i'll say 99.9 percent i'm not you know uh overly sensitive or what would be the right word offended yes by you know stories of how i you know did shit Right, I was twenty two or twenty three. Thank God, you guys. You know, because I have sort of had to down that long road. Forgive myself for my incompetence and my. Right, but looking back, I don't feel it's incompetence at all. I think it added to my my own personal quilt. That flavor, that flavor of who I am. It is. It is a flavor. It is the D'Antoni flavor. It is the D'Antoni flavor. You know, it's it's the you know seeing the Exorcist led to somewhere. 
being scared shitless on top of my bed going, I swear I hear a demon under my bed. I am hearing something under my bed and being so scared and then falling asleep and waking up the next morning going, okay, well, I guess that worked out. <laughs> so scared I fell asleep. I fell I was. I could not move. I was so scared and then I just fell asleep. I just I, had this memory that <clears throat> when we lived in um, Wooddale, yeah. you used to say to me, I think you told me later on, you were probably nine or 10 or something and that you would pretend when it was time to go to bed that you fell asleep on the, we had this great big pit, pit section when yes. like pit sections first came Sectional, out. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a big U shape thing yep. in front of the TV and you would pretend that you were asleep. So daddy would take you, pick you up, put him up, put you over his shoulders and take you upstairs to bed. Yep. That was like, that was a, that was a thing. We did yeah, that. That so was sweet. great. It was fun. But you, to, you said that you pretended sometimes. We pretended to be asleep. Yeah. yeah. So daddy would take you up. I know. I that's, that's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, and you're like, and I look at Elliot now because he pretends to do stuff now so I, I behave in a certain way. And you're like, oh, God, <laughs> I just took you out. You didn't have to go out again. And he's like, rah, 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 well, you, rah, you know that, 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 that father and son that I told you about with Judge Harvey. Yes. And oh, yeah, how's was, that end? When he was making his decision, well, the, he, the father won. Of course. You know? But I, the kid doesn't have to pay. It's obviously the, sh- the show pays him. Right, you know? yeah. But um, – he the kid goes you know I need to see my girlfriend and she's pregnant with my my baby girl okay so <laughs> oh no and so Steve Harvey's like going well you know don't you re- you know I want you to know I I want you to treat your your you know baby mama and your little girl good and and then he I guess Judge Harvey had gotten pictures of his dad and him when he was a baby Aww. and his dad, you know, holding this little baby Aww. and just loving this little kid. And he goes, look at how your dad loved you. Aww. And, you know, and it was interesting because the dad was young and yeah, you full know, of life, full of life, still full of like real, the future's going to be great. Real thin. Yeah. And, and, you know, now he's an old man. He's like, really and like the last 20 years have been hard, hard, you know, <laughs> Tried to move to California so that I could maybe make a life. You know, who yeah, knows? Who knows? Who knows? Go but, west, young man. Yeah, Go but it west. Was very tender. And I think that's kind of why I've have seen more than one show because yeah. it has that that element in there of like, let's try and get these two back. It has this Yeah. It has a heart to it. It has a heart to it. Yeah. And it's a light it takes things lightly, which one thing that we've been really focusing on is this idea of resistance. And we've been talking about this for years. Yes. yes. Is that how but it, it, but it, it creeps back in. Oh, it does. Yeah. And it's really the resistance to something that makes it more effort than it needs to be. Right. And, uh, and it's like, you just sometimes you got to say, okay, what's my resistance around this situation? And can I drop just the resistance? Yeah. And sometimes the resistance you realize, oh my God, it's not the thing I want to do. It's the resistance around it that makes it so damn hard. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I appreciate that he's bringing lightness and yeah. funness to the situation yeah. because sometimes you just get in a loop. You know, just just real briefly, just talking about resistance. I think if you're a list maker and, you know, we are and you can go back to the maybe the notebook where you have your yeah. list for this day, list yeah. for the next day. And then you can kind of go back and look and you see what things remain and they're maybe similar. Yep. And maybe it's the same things. There's your resistance. There's your resistance. You can ask, you can ask yourself, well, what do I have resistance to this thing yep. that is always on my list? You, I mean, we found notebooks from two, three years ago. Yeah. And some of the same things 
are on that list that are still yep. on our list. Still on our list. Resistance. Resistance. Yes. And and maybe just and what it may the answer may be uh, either let it go mm-hmm. or call it something else. Figure out a different way to to shake it up. Well, it's interesting because I've got. Our, Hire Fiverr or hire somebody Fiverr. else Hire to someone do it. to help you do it. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I've um, I've lowered my res- I've had to lower my resistance on a couple of issues in my life, and I came to you saying I really want these things. I desire this to happen, but I'm just I'm playing the tomorrow game with it. Tomorrow I'll do this. Tomorrow yeah. I'll do this yeah. because my day is full. Right. And I said I need a little help. I said, how much mom would you give me if I got this done by Friday? Uh, and um, what and was like, my what was my line? I'll give you a thousand bucks. And you asked for? I asked for I two. Got, I asked for. Oh, you did I say two? You went two grand. Oh, I got do for two. Yeah. <laughs> I said done, <laughs> done. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, cool. I <laughs> good. I go. <laughs> and I, and I, and I um. I'm like, well, that, that was easy. <laughs> and hold on one second. So I was, can I just say how appreciative I was to tell me, to give me that as a carrot? Cause, and I just and it said, helped. And it did help. Yeah. Because I'm also, cause it was such a thing that needed to get done. Yeah. And I, it's been, I'm like, I'm having resistance and it's been going. And you're like, well, what do you need? Thank you so much because sometimes you need, you know, we were talking about goal setting and how you need whys big wise, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I said, Mom, I go, the truth is my whys don't work anymore mm-hmm. to keep me motivated. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you know why, Julie? I go, no, why? Because you're an effing adult. <laughs> I go, you know, what the hell? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you're an adult woman with, dar- with, with two businesses, a family, <laughs> a boyfriend. You know, really, what whys do you need? <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. My life is moving in a way and like having these long-term goals yeah. just don't work for me right now. Yeah. Like, oh, don't you want to do this? I'm like, whatever. But mom, I'm carrots don't work for me anymore. I, I go like they're just could the wise. Could be that you're an adult now? Uh, yeah, could be you're, you're an adult. Like this is, you have adult issues, adult problems, and it really requires adult way of thinking. And then I'm like, well, can you give me, what, what could you give me, mama? What could you give me? Money. Money. I go, sure, you, go. you want to get over this hump in a short amount of time? I go, yeah, you got you got this week to get it done and I'll give you this. I'm like, okay, I'm going to really, I'm going to really do it. And I, and you, you know what? Been. Yeah. The first day was hard. Yeah. The second day was a little easier. Uh-huh. And by the third day, I'm like, resistance was totally gone. Oh my God, that's great. It was totally gone. That's so cool. And so I'm like, well, this was helpful. And then when I come to you on Friday to collect, I'm going to ask you again, what are you going to give me next, <laughs> next Friday? <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to say something different. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, probably. A like, hundred? Like, well, <laughs> energetically, I'm not really in a line with a hundred. <laughs> oh, girl, you're so in line with like seven million. Exactly. Well, it was funny because I was at the board, The tre- I, you know, I'm the treasurer of Los District. We went to our board meeting and the secretary is like, I literally thought I was going to win the lottery. I mean, I had it in my gut. I just felt like I was going to win. I was telling people I was going to win. It just felt like I was, like, I just had this in, intuition that I was going to win the, the lottery. Secretary is saying this? Yes. And then I said, oh, I've had that thought before too. Yeah. And I like, I go, I just feel stupid for telling everybody I was going to win the lottery. Because <laughs> I really, I was dreaming about it. I felt like it. Yeah. I go in here, I go, and I said, secretary, I go, here's what I do. 
Because the truth is, the moment you buy the ticket to the moment you win is one of the best times in your life. Because at that moment, everything is possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. The way you feel about it, how you're going to spend it, if you're going to tithe, if you're going to set up a charitable thing, who you're going to give money to, how, you know, all these things are possible. And I'm willing to pay $2 for that experience and that feeling because I can't get that feeling mm-hmm. by not playing. No. By not it's playing. totally uplifted feeling. Yeah, by not playing, no, I got to vest. Doesn't it feel good to be so generous in your heart? Oh, yeah. And then you make that, that you know, the target circles. There's the circle in the middle. Then there's the outer circle. Yep. And then the far outer. Yep. And you got like, and then, you know, how far did the circle go to, to how you're going to take care of the people, you know? Well, and one of my ideas is that I'm going to set aside some cash that earns like 5% interest. And take that interest every year and disperse it into like $10,000 pe- to all my relatives. Right. Just a year. They can spend it any way yeah, they want. Yeah, because then they don't have to report it. 9000 Yeah, whatever the cap is. Yeah, yeah. Unless so that's that, changed. And I was like, I'm, every year just you can count on it and spend yeah. it any way you want. Yeah. It's not going to be, you know, and I'm like, yeah. that would be kind of fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Especially if I would have won $300 million. That would have been really fun. Oh, you're so generous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. I was having a rough morning about three mornings ago. Um, just things were stacking up pretty, you know, pretty tightly. And um, I had already meditated, listening. I was feeling good, but my, I was tweaking down yes. the emotional scale. Yes. And I opened my emails up and Give Well sent me an email. And they said, we just wanted to thank you very much for your donation to our general fund. And this is how we did it. I'm going to cry. I love it. Uh-huh. so happy. Yeah. But he said, we decided to put your money um, in the malaria fund because 600,000 people die every year from malaria. Mm-hmm. And we bought, we were able to buy 20 plus nets with your money. And, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and like, I'm like, you actually what? saved lives. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. And what the nets do is the nets also have um, uh, pesticides on it. Uh-huh. So it really prevents uh, mosquitoes from coming through. Uh-huh. So, but I really felt at that moment like that. I'm like, I said to God, I needed that. Yeah. I needed that this morning to yeah. say, hey, thank you. This is exactly where your money went. Yeah. Because last year, I made yeah. a commitment to give 10% away. Right. And I kind of stopped August because mm. life got real busy with uh. a couple of new businesses. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I kept thinking, I'm going to, and I, I decided that I was going to get caught up before the end of the year. Yeah. And that check hurt. Yeah. That check it didn't hurt big time. No. It hurt a little bit. Yeah. Because when you're paying monthly, it just feels like it's a normal. bill. It's part it's of no your big thing. deal. Yeah. You know, no big deal. Yeah. But then at the, if you forget a couple of months and you're yeah. like, Wow, that was a uh, an interesting feel, yeah, and so forth. So, yeah. but it, but I tell you what, yeah. I needed I needed them to to, to say here's yeah. what your money went to, yeah. And I'm like, thank you, yeah, and I feel better. <clears throat> well, also that little boy in Ecuador that you support, oh yeah, yeah, he he you know writes every month to thank you as well, yeah. Well, okay, yes, he does. It's so sweet. Yeah, <laughs> what's his name? Um, Dominguez or Dante? Something? Dante, yeah. Um, no. Not, that's that's not that's not Dante. <laughs> um, Diego. Started, yeah, I knew it started with a D. It started with a D. Yeah. Diego. Yeah. I said Dante because that's that's the dog. Our dog. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So, but anyway, I'll tell you another little secret I've been having lately. Um, thinking about carrots and sticks and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself. You know, the Pope gave this, we talked about the Pope's speech about yeah. how, hey. Have real babies, not, not fur, fur babies. babies. 
And I'm like, okay. And so I was thinking there has been a push lately to adopt teenagers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I would like to look into that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'm in for the 18-year commitment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for, the, for the adoption, like, like, for, I'm just not sure. But like, like from one to eighteen, yeah, like, yeah. like you know, but like, but maybe some from fourteen to eighteen. I'm open for that, yeah. And so I just started looking into it, yeah. And um, and I'm like, because I like to like, what would if I really wanted that? Would that also be a motivator or inspiration to yeah. get other things in alignment to yeah, you know, become more yeah, management than yeah. working and all that yeah, stuff, yada exactly. yada yada. And it was interesting because they talk about how there's like 600,000 kids in the system. That in Illinois? Be, there's like 33,000 kids right now in Illinois uh-huh. who are, you know, older that are in foster care yeah. that would love to be adopted. Oh, my God. And their siblings would like to be adopted, too. And they said, if you're willing to adopt siblings, mm-hmm. they find that that's actually a better chance of a more successful placement because mm-hmm. the kids are happier. Because mm-hmm. they're with their... Do you have to pay... To get these kids? No, f- totally free of charge. Uh-huh. If you if you stay in state, mm-hmm. sometimes if you adopt right. foster kids that are out of state, right. it can cost a little bit of money. Yeah. But there's also grants for that as well. Oh, it's so interesting because sometimes I look at Elliot, even you know, yeah. and like he's just laying on the floor, you know, yeah. to be laying on the floor, it's like spread out, you know. Yeah, and I go, you know, he deserves younger parents. <laughs> You know, he deserved, he's just like, yeah, I'm just laying on the floor here again today. You know, like you throw a ball, like, eh, I don't know. You know, he, I, he watched a mouse roll by and he looked at it like, he looked at me and like, yeah, what are you going to do? You know, he's just bored. You know, I, he yeah. needed, he needed kind of younger, younger parents. Yeah. But, you know, maybe growing up teenagers, uh-huh. you know, they wouldn't need, you know, Young parents, they would. It'd be okay to come into. An well, older home. here's the thing, I would think of. Mm-hmm. I, it would be like, if it worked out, it would just be like, hey, we're both we're 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 both in it together. We're agreeing to be to open our lives to being a family, mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. and that would be okay. Mm-hmm. It, I'm not saying it'd be perfect. I'm not saying anything, and mm-hmm. it would be in some ways it might be better because. No one, you know, has a lifetime of bullshit to go to mm-hmm. overcome. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Well, you know, this is so true. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit about my screenplay that, you know. Yeah. And uh, in in my screenplay, there happened to be two parrots. And one of the uh, people say, well, you know, where did you get this parrot from? And in the screenplay, I say, from the old Playboy Mansion. Yes. And, you know, you said, Mom, does that line make sense? Because, I mean, the Playboy Mansion, I mean, Hugh Hefner, it's been like maybe 30 years, you know, 25 years since there's been a Playboy Mansion. No, I don't know about that. I mean, or, he just died. When did he, Alexa, when did, he, no, when but did Hugh Hefner die? Oh. Okay. Okay. Thank you. No, you were saying okay. Cause, yeah. So, but okay. So you're right. All right, Alexa. Thank you. Happy Thursday to you too. Okay. She's so lovely. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, you know, when that happened, I think, well, I, should, I guess I should do some research, and I found out that parrots have a shelf life of. 80 years. I'm like, and I thought, well, that is a huge commitment. Huge commitment. I mean, that's like, 
you have to have a will. Yes. You know, where is this parrot going to go? I mean, 80 years yeah. is a huge commitment. Is that why and sometimes... And also it fits for my... It was okay to say that, you know, he got sold at the Playboy Yeah, because they were around then. Is, it, is that why that sometimes, like, in these, like, sub... Like, there's... Like, I think in Hawaii and Florida, you could be outside your window and see parrots. Is that because at some point people are like... I no longer can take care of you guys. Let them go into the wild. They just open the window and they just they just go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because on elementary they have a little tortoise they take care of, mm-hmm. and um, they are talking about its lifespan, and like it, oh, he's a young tortoise, like four or five years old, they think, and this tortoise will live to be about eighty, ninety years old, <laughs> and so these people are in their forties, and so you're like. Do you have, have you made plans? Cause you're going to have mm-hmm. to will this tortoise mm-hmm. to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, we've made plans, you know, to, to someone 10 years younger than us. And then their child will take care of it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, this is a commitment. Well, you know, but my <laughs> brothers had a tortoise and, you know, they were supposed to take care of it too. And they got lazy. And because you have to water, you have to feed and yeah. water uh, yeah. this living animal. And my my youngest brother decided that it was easier. He thought it was smart. He would just put the tortoise in a bucket of water so uh, that he would never have to oh. water it again. Oh, God, no. Yeah. And, oh, God, and, no. And the, I remember looking at it. It was like, it was not a pretty picture. It I got, rem- it, blew, yeah. it blew up really bad. Um, when you were taking your screenwriting, we got only about two minutes left. Mm-hmm. When we were taking your screenwriting plaque, your screenwriting class um we were supposed to watch i took it with you kind of the class but we uh we we were supposed to watch the movie somebody's brunch or somebody's lunch remember that it was said it was said um oh yeah we did and we watched it yeah yeah well okay so the whole thing is world war ii i think it is Mm -hmm. uh or is it and it says is religious sect living a very very small life Mm -hmm. um in some I don't know, off some yeah island, island in yeah. Europe. Yeah. yeah, and it's really cold. And a woman who was going to be murdered in Paris was sent there to be like their chef, their chef, and maybe the cook and yes, cleaner. And know. she was going to. She was there for years. Everybody loved her. And then she was going to leave and go home because it was safe. And she wanted to make one last meal for them. And they, she wanted to do it the right way because they only eat very, very bland food right because they're and, this religious right. sect and, and i remember that the ship came the boat came with all of her supplies mm-hmm. and, and how comes this 200 pound turtle and mm-hmm. i'm like uh you know maybe turtle soup is not necessary <laughs> did she say that no, no, oh, no, no. We said I said that. it. Oh, okay. They were like, this is interesting, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, this, this is great. the best turtle soup we ever had. Well, yeah, it's mm-hmm. interesting because you think about, uh, yeah. um, just like, they live a long time, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So we really talked a lot about lifespan today. We talked about mm-hmm. resistance today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, girlfriend, was the show great? Sure. It was great. It was great. It was great.